7.05 here on your Wednesday night employment hour. Yeah, we do a Monday nights and Wednesday night back here. The flagship show, as we call it. 416-870-6400-STAR-640. On your uh, your cell. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you throughout the evening up until 8 o'clock tonight. A little reminder, if you're listening to the show over the next hour, you'll want to check out the Severance Pay Calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. The week that was is how we start, brother. What's going on? Hey, Johnny, thank you very much, and welcome to all our listeners. Glad to be back here to talk about employment law and employment rights. Uh, so many people, John, uh, listen to our show, and they, I often get calls from people saying, I've been listening for you, to your show for two years, always found it interesting, never thought I was going to need you. Mm-hmm. Guess what just happened to me last night? Lost my job or, or something else happened. So it's good to know we're arming you with this information. We're giving you that power, the power of understanding and knowing what your rights are that's what we're here to do. That's what we're doing this twice a week and then on the weekends. Call us now if you have any questions. Otherwise, call me at the office. Uh, my job is to inform, educate, and enforce your rights in the workplace. To start us off, John, with some things I saw this week. You know, I, John, I always talk about the fact that if an employer comes to you while you're already working and says, I need you to sign an employment agreement, mm-hmm. that's bad news. I've said that before. Well, John, I have the perfect example for this. I had a a very, very nice lady that uh, called me after her employer uh, asked her to sign an employment agreement. There's only two employees at this workplace, a very small workplace, so she and her colleague uh, were asked to sign this agreement. This particular lady had worked for the company for over 20 years, uh, so she thought it was extremely suspicious. And she heard my show, and she knew that uh, she should be worried, so she sent me that agreement. And my God, John, that Mm -hmm. agreement had so many awful things Start off with it had the it give the employer the ability to change her compensation so they could reduce her pay if they wanted. It had the ability to demote her so they could give her whatever position they wanted, no consequence to them. The agreement also tried to give the employer the power to lay her off temporarily. Wow. So if they wanted to, her to be gone for eight months, they could do that. It also tried to limit any future severance. So she's been there for 20 years. If they let her go, she could be owed as much as two years' pay. They try to limit it to as little as eight weeks' pay. So that agreement was horrible for her, absolutely horrible. And I told her that in no uncertain terms. I said, you cannot sign this agreement no matter what you do. There's no world in which signing this agreement would be a good idea. Well, I I, I convinced her of that, of course, and she didn't sign it. And you know what? The employer backed off. Hmm. The employer understood that he can't force her, backed off completely, and now she's continuing to work. And I wanted to raise this in the week that was because this is so important. There only, there's only one reason why your employer is going to go to you and say, hi, employee, I need you to sign a new employment agreement. And that reason is not to help you, the employee. It's not to give you something that you wouldn't otherwise have. It's to give the employer something they would, that they wouldn't otherwise have. It's to help the employer. So under no circumstances should you sign an employment agreement uh, while you're working, certainly not without having it reviewed. Doing that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars at some point. It could change your job forever. Very, very bad idea. Be very concerned, John, if your employer comes to you and asks you to sign an employment agreement. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Anne-Marie, look at you, early bird, loving it. Uh, you got a concern. Lior's there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Go ahead. Um, so I, uh, I have a friend of mine that um, has had been thinking about retirement. However, she wasn't financially able to fully retire at this time. So she went to her employer to inquire whether if she were to retire now, would she be able to return on a part-time basis after being off for a three-month period where she would be able to start collecting her pension. 
Um, she had a talk with uh, Human Resources as well as her employer, and they agreed that uh, she would be able to return on a part-time basis. And verbally, they had agreed upon a date. Um, she would retire June 23rd and return back on a part-time basis on September 25th. Um, today, right. she was called into her manager's office, and they were told a part-time job will no longer be uh, possible. However, the retirement has already been put in motion, um, and they and she's already it's been sent in by her work, and they've accepted her letter stating that she is retiring on that mm-hmm. date. Okay, and obviously she only retired because of that understanding, because as you said, she wasn't financially able to retire completely, but because they said, yeah, we'll help you out, you can come back to work part-time, she said, yeah, then I'm ready to retire. That's, That's right. in Otherwise, essence how it works. she would have continued working full-time. Okay, so uh, I understand exactly what you're saying, Anne-Marie, and this is now a termination. They cannot do that. They cannot change the game and then still require her to live up to her end of the bargain, which is to retire. So this was an agreement. The agreement was, I will do this if you do that. Now, if they're not going to do their part, that's not a retirement, and they can't simply say, well, you're still retiring. If they make her, quote-unquote, retire, then that is a termination, and she's owed severance. How, how uh, long has she been there? She's been there since 2002, so nearly 15 years. Yeah, and what kind of a job? What does she do? Uh, she's in the healthcare field. She's a diagnostic technician. Okay. Uh, n- she's not a unionized employee, is she? It's non-union, yes. Okay, great. And how old is your friend? She's 66. So your friend would be owed right around 18 months pay, okay? 18 months. So... There, there's her uh, potentially retirement package, if you will. If they make her do this, if they say they don't back off on it, she's owed that amount of compensation, 18 months pay. So this is something we need to handle uh, very carefully because we're talking about her potential retirement uh, package here. Have her give me a call. Uh, you're a very good friend, obviously, for calling for her, uh, but I do want to speak to her off air, of course. Uh, let, let me discuss this with her and figure out exactly how we're going to handle the time period between now and June to make sure that her rights are, are not, uh, not compromised in any way. Okay, that's wonderful. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Appreciate that. Uh, to follow up at a later date or just keep this number with you, one 821 5900 We'll take a short break, get into the meat of this show. Good call off the top. Yours, we got a wide open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. 715, Wednesday evening. Yeah, we got lots of open lines. Want to give us a call, have your opinion. You have questions to ask. You have a severance package in front of you. You think it might be lacking. Almost guaranteed it is lacking. Call us. And uh, find out exactly how much. Got uh, John online. Good evening, John. How you doing, guys? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Uh, just We're trying to implement new policies and contracts for our employees. And we're a small company. And basically kind of indicate the job description and their salaries and all that. And are we going to get any resistance? Like, from listening to you guys, it seems that you know, a lot of contracts have been given to their employees are trying to give them the short end of the stick all the time. Now, John, are you intending to introduce these contracts to existing employees? Correct. Okay. Now, other than, you know, here's your job description, here's your pay, is there anything else that you're planning on putting in this document? Not really. It's really straightforward. So, so why why do you feel the need to have this agreement? Why why, why go through the process? Is that it's a trend that everyone's doing it now. And so, 
I'll tell you this, John. I thought I thought you'd say that. Ultimately, unless you're going to put other things in an employment agreement, like the ability to change compensation and change terms of employment and to limit future severance, there really isn't any point for you, the employer, to have an employment agreement. There's really no no added value. As an employer, there's tremendous value to have an agreement with those terms that I mentioned. If you're not going to include them, I, I don't know that you really need to go through that. You're not gaining anything new. Unless there's a question as to what someone's job is, which you don't need an agreement for that, you can send an email confirming things. So, you know, if, if, if I'm your lawyer, I'm telling you, if you're going to introduce contracts of employment, let's have the things that really help you. And, but the reality is you may face some, some pushback in those situations. In addition to that, if you're going to change the terms of employment in any way and introduce new agreements to existing employees, John, then you have to offer someone something in return for signing in order to make it legal. Uh, it could be a one-time signing bonus, it, can ex- it could be a pay raise, extra vacation, anything. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but it has to be something. So the first question you have to ask yourself is, what is the point? Do I need to do this? Uh, and if all you're going to do is, okay, I confirm, Bob, that your, your job is this and your salary is this, you don't need it. You're, you're, you're wasting time. Uh, if you're going to add other things, like the things that I mentioned, then yeah, then you can do that, and we can talk about how to implement that properly. So you, you have to start off with the analysis, John. Do I need this? Is it going to give me something? And the, what you've described doesn't sound to me like you're going to get any value out of it. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Thanks, guys. Sure, John, no problem. Thanks, John. Uh, any follow-up, uh, 1-855-821-5900. That'll actually uh, segue nicely into our uh, topic uh, for part of the evening uh, until we get more calls, and that is situations where it's better to quit than continue working. Yeah, the first one right there, if salary is significantly reduced. Yeah, and we're going to list a few situations where you're better off quitting than continuing mm-hmm. to work. Now, some people are going to think that that, that notion, well, why am I better off quitting in any situation, that, that, that may sound counterintuitive. Uh, and and so, when, again, we're not talking about situations where it's better to quit than to be fired. We're talking about where it's better to quit than to continue working. And because in those situations that we're going to be talking about, uh, by quitting, you're actually preserving your legal rights Whereas by continuing to work, you're going to be compromising your legal rights or maybe giving them away. So a reduction in compensation, for, as you've said, John, is a classic example of that. An employer does not really have a right to change your compensation, doesn't have a right to change it in a significant way, which means if you are offered or, or told that your job is going to change or your compensation is going to change, you have an option and you have a choice. You can choose to continue working or you can choose to quit and leave and get your full severance. Here's why it's better to to do the latter and quit. If you continue working in the face of a salary change, well, guess what? By doing that, you've given your employer the right to do it again in the future. So maybe you thought, well, this is just a one-time reduction. I'm going to be a good employee and I'm going to to allow this to happen. Well, by by allowing it to happen the one time, you've arguably given it the employer the right to do it again and again in the future. That's a bad thing. Also, if you your salary gets reduced and later on you lose your job, now your severance is going to be calculated mm-hmm. based on the lower salary. So again, you've lost again. So you're probably better off in that situation if it's a significant uh, uh, reduction in pay to leave and say, no, I'm not going to accept this, but I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal and make you pay me severance. I'm not going to compromise my legal rights. We'll get to uh, more of those situations when it's better to quit than to continue working. In the meantime, give us a call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. 
Got up till 8 o'clock. We'd love to talk to you about your concerns. We'll get into the severance pay calculator here in just a bit as well. Almost uh, 725 here Wednesday evening. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got some open lines. Got room for you. Got uh, Rob in Hamilton as well. Hi, Rob. Hi, good evening. Good, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Excellent. Uh, um, what I, I want to talk about is I'm an electrician. I'm contractor, right? I got hired for a job. And we lost the contract um, fairly quickly. Um, everybody that I talked to had problems trying to get money out of this guy. Uh, I got laid off, uh, never got any EI uh, or um, any severance mm-hmm. or uh, ROE or anything like that. Had a file with the labor board, uh, all sorts of excuses out of this guy. He's just, like, I submitted my hours rate after he said, okay, we're done work. Uh, then he's like, uh, I said, okay, can we settle up? He's like, I settle up at the end of the month. End of the month came. Uh, everything under the sun is excuses. Uh, I have filed a thing with the labor board, but uh, uh, he waited for a month until he actually got the letter. Again, no severance know our real we what should i be doing you know rob i'm, I'm gonna unfortunately have to be the bearer of bad news here and the problem is is that you filed that uh that complaint with the labor board the problem with filing that complaint is now you're stuck in that process and that's not a good process for you to be in it was the wrong process unfortunately you you would have had to go through the the civil process the the court uh, etc uh, going through the labor board limits your entitlements and limits what you can recover here, certainly in terms of any severance or, or, or termination pay. Uh, so the most you can get is a fraction of what you could have otherwise gotten, and now you can't get out of it. You're not allowed to say, okay, I'm just going to drop my labor board case and, and go the other way. You're stuck in this process. So really the only thing you could do now is see this process uh, to its conclusion and, and, and uh, sell, send your materials to the labor board and uh, make sure that they... Uh, make the appropriate order. But unfortunately, whatever the order is, even if it's in your favor, it's going to be for a small amount, a lot less than what you're owed. Uh, and I, I say this often on my show is you cannot go to the labor board in these situations, not because they want to hurt you. Of course they don't. It's because they're, what they can do is very limited. And once you go that route, you're stuck in that route and you can't get out. Yeah, I'd never go again. I had a, yeah. they wait like two weeks just to send out the letter. I know, and then you're lucky it's been only two weeks. I've heard situations where it's been a lot longer than that. It's not a good process for many, many respects, and the, the unfortunate thing is now you can't get out of it. Hey, Rob, how long were you there? Um, about a month. Oh. It was yeah. a very, well, very short time, but... Uh, then they're likely going to tell you that you can't get anything, unfortunately, which would have been different if you went the other way. Uh, you know, I, I, unfortunately, it is what it is, Rob, and, and you know, it's a lesson there for you, for all our listeners. If you lose your job, if, if there's amounts owing to you, if you have questions about your rights and entitlements when it comes to the workplace, you can't go to the labor board. I've said this before. It's not a selfish thing. It's reality. You don't believe me, talk to a different lawyer. Uh, but you just can't go through the labor board. You think they would just say, you know, the labor board. I mean, say, you know, have you explored other options before you file this? That's all they would have to do. You know, they yeah. don't even have to or, say, or don't come say, to us, but God. Just so you know, if you if you file a complaint, then you can't get out of it. I mean, even say that, for right. God's sake. I mean, but they don't, 
And people like Rob, and, and I speak with people like that daily, John, every single day, don't know any better, and, and I can't blame them, and they get stuck. We're talking about situations when it's better to quit than to continue working if a significant demotion, even if, even if your pay is unchanged. Absolutely. So uh, if, if you've been demoted, if your employer says, I'm going to put you in a, a lesser, lower level position, but I'm going to keep your pay. Well, that too can be considered a constructive dismissal. If the job is less prestigious, less important, is not going to look as good on a resume, uh, you know, maybe going to make you look bad in front of your colleagues, even though your pay hasn't changed, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal, which means you have the right to treat your employment as being terminated and get severance. The problem with not quitting, the problem with continuing to work, just like I said before, by continuing to work, you've arguably given your employer the right to do it again. So maybe they demoted you just a little bit uh, this time. Well, maybe next week or next month or next year, it's going to be a more significant demotion, and then you can't do anything about it. So bad idea to continue working in the face of a demotion. And I think what you said on the back end of that one as well is, you know, if you end up going looking for other work, it's a competitive advantage is gone because now you, you know, you're you're a lowly employee what you were before, right? Yeah, yeah. Your resume now doesn't look as good because you have a lower position on that resume, uh, and you've now just potentially compromised your ability to find a job in the future. So absolutely, that's a classic example where it's better to to quit than continue working. Hey, Shannon, we'll uh, squeeze in here before a break. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Good, excellent. Go ahead. Um, I was released on Friday uh, with a letter with one week's pay in lieu of notice. Um, There was no cause to the dismissal according to the letter and to the conversation that I had. I'm just wondering if I'm entitled to any more than the one week's notice. I was employed for just under a year. Good call. Just under a year. And Shannon, what kind of job? What were you doing? Um, it was warehouse warehouse work in a furniture store. Okay. And not a unionized position? No. Okay. And how old are you, Shannon? Uh, 40. So someone in your situation would be entitled to right around three months pay. Okay. So uh, three months pay is why I'd assess you at. So not a week. Uh, now, you may, if you sign an employment agreement that limits your entitlements, that may be a different answer there, but I would want to see it. But barring that, you've been wrongfully dismissed. You're owed more than a week. Uh, you're, in fact, you're owed right around three months' pay. Uh, when did this happen? Uh, this Friday. Okay. So we're well within our time to do something about it. So, Shannon, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me a call off air. John is going to give you my contact information. I'm going to see the letter that they gave you. You're going to send me that. We'll talk about any employment agreement, and if, in fact, you have been wrongfully dismissed in the sense you're owed more money, I'll tell you exactly how we go about getting you the compensation that you're owed. It should be very, very simple. Okay. Shannon, appreciate that. This is how the process starts, exactly how you're hearing it live here. It's a 1-855-821-5900, Shannon, and for everyone else, keep that number uh, in your pocket. We'll get to more of your calls. Steve, Tyler, I see you there, guys. Hang on. We'll get to you in just a, a moment here. Everyone else, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the employment hours coming right up. A look at coming in fast and furious, just how we like it. Yeah, give us your calls. We'd love to talk to you tonight. We'll uh, waste no time. Steven, good evening. How are you? Hello. How hey, are you? good pal. What's going on? Um, simple question or not simple question. Here's what seems to have happened. I'm uh, working in an environment with a union where 15, 20 of us, actually 20, have been told we have to reapply for our position. My union agreed to this. We've all been in the positions for approximately 15 to 16 years. My question is, is this a demotion? I thought it was. If you're not successful, 
but we want to continue working in the company. So, so here's the problem, uh, Stephen. It may well be a demotion, but to the extent that your union has agreed to it, there's really nothing that you could do. What, what, but the thing is, when you're part of a union, the union is the one that has the agreement with the company, not you. So the union can agree to things, and if they've agreed that this is fine, you're stuck. You have to do what the union says. So all concerns, unfortunately, for a unionized employee have to be directed to the union. There's no other recourse. There's no other remedy, unfortunately. Hey, Tyler, good evening. How are you, pal? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm good. What is happening with you? Awesome. So I'm going to try to make this short. Um, so I was looking for uh, an apprenticeship as a plumber. And uh, I was calling around companies. I, I got a hold of a guy. He said, sure, yeah, I'll hire you. We'll sign you up. Had the paper signed. Never never got around to it. Excuse after excuse. Eight months goes by. Anyways, he says to me one day, oh, by the way, I'm being uh, taken to court by the union. I said, oh, really? He, he was apparently a union company, and I had no knowledge of this. Hmm. So, so he wanted me to take him to court. Sorry, take the union to court to get him out of this. Say that I didn't want to be a union company, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted no part of that, obviously. So then then out of the blue, he's in court one day, and the union rep contacts me. I don't know how he got my info, whatever. So he says, uh, this is what you want to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, we want to sign you up into the union. So obviously I said, for sure. Anyway, so I go in the... I, I tell the guy I was working with, not, not my boss, and he says, well, I don't think you'll be able to work here anymore. I said, what do you mean? It's a union company. But no, they won't be able to afford you. He said, whatever. So what happened? What's the short of it? Short of it is I signed the papers. They told me to go back to him and work for him and not tell him. Well, I went in that morning. I told him, obviously, because he was hounding me. He knew I was going in. And he said, uh, I couldn't work for him. I had to quit. I said, I wasn't going to quit. He had to fire me. He said he wasn't going to fire me, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I ended up walking out. I never quit. And, All right. So uh, as you're working, though, you're part of a union now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm golden. I'm laughing. I got in with another company within two days, and I'm laughing. But I, my question is, like, he put on the record of employment that I was fired now. How long did you work there for? Eight months. So were were you then a unionized employee when you were working there? No. Well, if you were not a unionized employee and he put on a record of employment that that he fired you, then you're owed severance and and you could be owed as much as a couple of months' pay. So let's talk off air. You may be owed a couple of months' pay, uh, depending on when you also found another job, and let's see if we can help you. Tyler, that number, 1-855-821-5900. We'll get uh, Cal in here quickly. Hey, Cal. Hey guys, what's up? Nothing. We're waiting for you. What's going on? <laughs> hey, so I was just like, go on Tuesday, and yep. everybody keeps talking about this three months thing. So they gave me 12 weeks. My question is if I go in there with a letter from a lawyer like yourself, are they going to say, oh, yeah, you want to play hardball? Boom, three weeks is all you get. By <laughs> no, law. no, 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 no. So the reason why they won't do that is because we're not asking them for favors in, in paying you more. It's what the law says they, sh- they should pay. So if I owe you 100 bucks, okay, and I offer you uh, $50, and you say, hey, wait a second, Lior, uh, you owe me 100 Does it make sense for me to say, well, now because you said I owe you $100, i am going to pay you 10 It doesn't make sense, and that's why it won't happen. How long did you work there for, Cal? A year and three months. A year and three months, and what kind of a job? 
district manager for all of Ontario. Okay, so senior position, and, and how old are you? 46. So someone in your situation would get between four and six months pay. So, so yeah, you would get uh, more than what you've been offered, uh, and, and you really don't have to worry about, uh, about, about them taking the offer off the table. The offer is not going to go off the table uh, if you're asking what the law says you should have. It's not a good so, one in the first place, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, 50 exactly. cents on the dollar. It's, it, it, it's not, not, even, not even close. So I want to speak to you off air. I want to see what they've actually offered you and see a copy of your employment agreement. And if we, yeah, if we do that, we still feel you're owed more. Let's get you more. Not because I say you should have more. Mm-hmm. It's because what that's what the law says you should have, and that's what the law says they should have to pay you. I like that. <laughs> I th- we thought you would. I thought you would. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cal, here's the deal. I'm going to give you the number once again before we uh, get into a short break here. one 821 5900 That is the smartest call you made since Tuesday. Write that number down. one 821 5900 We'll get to more of your calls here. You want to give us a call? We'd love to answer some questions for you. Well, Lior would. I just sit here and press buttons and look pretty. Don't say anything. Don't say it, pal. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More of the Employment Hour coming up. AM 640, Chopper Traffic Ears. Here's Ari. And right back to your calls here. We'll get to uh, Mikey and Brandon. Mike, thanks for uh, hanging in through the break. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys? We are excellent. Uh, go ahead. Quick question. I've accepted a severance package. I had a, a labor lawyer look through it, and everything was fine. But more and more I'm investigating, is there anything, like in terms of wrongful dismissal in bad faith, is there something I can pursue because there's still something about the whole aspect of the termination that they didn't uh, – um, do in good faith per se. Um, now, Mike, I, I, I take it that as part of the severance package you accepted, you signed a, a standard release. Is that right? Yeah, form and finally release, correct. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, you can't pursue it because that release document says that by accepting it, you release them from any other liability, from any other claims or demands. So, so it, it extinguishes any other causes of action. So that's why, you know, it's always important we can't accept a severance package until we know that everything is kosher, that everything is fine, that there's nothing else going on and nothing else that they owe us. But because you signed that release, unfortunately, Mike, there's nothing you could do. All the rights have been extinguished. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, pal. I got got Tom on the line. Hey, Tom, good evening. Hey, guys. How are you? Excellent. What's your concern? Uh, Quick question for Lior. With respect to the financial institutions restructuring right now, um, the flatline reporting structures, I've been with uh, the financial institution for about 18 years now in a sales capacity. So uh, out of a bunch of people, there's only two of us left here. Nobody's talking. Nobody's, uh, you know, we're doing more for less currently. Uh, There's uh, cars at stake. There's uh, bonuses, all that stuff. But no real uh, um, structure to it right now. So, uh, again, I, um, and what happened was 18 years ago, um, a recruiter brought me over to this financial institution. So I was with another financial institution uh, for about two years prior to that. So is there anything there, uh, Lior, that uh, that, I, uh, that you can induce or say, you know what, we should part ways now? I understand the question. So obviously things are not going well. It's not a, a happy place to be in, I guess. And, and you, you, you all the same, you'd rather be out. But of course, if you're going to be out, you'd rather have compensation. Now, there, there's no way to force them to terminate if they, unless, of course, they've constructively dismissed. If they've changed the terms of employment, we may be able to force them. But otherwise, we can't say, well, you have to terminate me. That said, that said, you absolutely 
can go to them uh, and say, well, here's the thing. Why don't we agree at a mutual parting of the ways and we part like friends and, and let's negotiate what that's going to look like. Now, that may mean you may have to take a bit of a discount. You may not necessarily get everything you would get for, from a severance standpoint uh, if this was a regular termination, but it may get you out of there with compensation and allow you to find another position. Now, if you approach them, they absolutely can say, no, thanks. Uh, we're, we're not going to do that, Tom. We're happy for you to continue working. But th there's certainly no harm in asking as long as you make it clear you're not quitting. You're simply are in, in, asking them if they're interested in talking about a mutual parting of the ways. Those are the words, mutual mm -hmm. parting of the ways. Uh, worst thing that can happen is they say no. Now, if they start changing uh, explicitly the terms of your employment, they reduce your hours, your, your, uh, they, they demote you, compensation is changed, etc., at that point, we may have a different discussion. At that point, it may be a constructive dismissal, and then we don't need their cooperation. We may be uh, able to straight up treat it as a termination and get you your full severance. Great. Does that what answer the question, like, Tom? What, what would that look like right now? 18 years, uh, and, uh, and what kind of a job? What do you exactly do, you do Tom? You're in a sales job, in I guess? sales, yeah, senior sales. And how old are you, Tom? 43. 43. Uh, so uh, 18 years, you're looking at right around 16 months pay. Okay, 16 months pay is what I would assess you at, uh, and uh, that's what a severance for you would look like. Okay, great. Okay, appreciate that, Rick. Uh, here's Rick now. Hey, Rick, how are you, pal? I'm good. You? Good. What's going on? Well, uh, I worked for this. I worked for this company, uh, and I was using a big a, a piece of machinery, and it broke down. And so I worked for them for like 22 years, and they said it was like 20 or 30 thousand dollars to fix it, and they wanted me to pay for it. So. I said, no, I'm not paying for that. Like, it would have happened to anybody. Like, so then they fired me. Now, am I, do I get, like, two weeks' pay? Or, like, how do I calculate what they owe me? And they fired me, so. Rick, uh, first of all, was this a union position? No. Okay. And uh, you were there 20 years, I think you said. Is that right? 22 years. 22 years. Wow. Uh, you were a machine operator? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... And high-end machi uh, electronic mm -hmm. machine that I was using. Okay, and, and how old are you, Rick? I'm 48. So someone in your situation would be entitled to uh, right around 18 months' pay, okay? So not only forget about two weeks. Uh, you know, a lot of people yeah. think, oh, it's, I get two weeks. You actually were going to get 18 months' pay. Now, unless you were completely negligent in, in, uh, in how this accident with the machine happened, uh, then no, it, it is part of the job. It's it's the risk that uh, that the company has whenever there's a machine being operated so they can't fire you for cause have they paid you any severance no not yet because i wow. said, no, i'm not saying then they're threatening to take me to court to pay for the thirty thousand. but i'm saying it's not negligence it's just it could have happened to anybody like uh so now they're threatening to sue me so i don't know mm -hmm. now now uh if, if you uh what was your salary rick what were you earning well, it's about, salary -wise, like fifteen hundred a week. Fifteen hundred a week, so that's uh, let's call it uh, about I don't know seventy grand a year, something like that. Uh, yeah, so think about it. Too. Even if somehow you owe them twenty grand, which you don't, okay, your severance alone is going to be over a hundred thousand dollars. So uh, even the difference, the delta, is, is, is significant. So they owe you a lot of compensation. Uh, we really do need to speak off air, uh, Rick. You've been wrongfully dismissed, and the good news is this is straightforward. So let's talk. Let's make sure we get you. The lottery. <laughs> well, a uh, hundred thousand. Yeah, beers well, are on talk. Rick. 
That's right. <laughs> You're paying for the beers, uh, Rick. No problem. Holy cow, okay. Yeah, well, give man. me a call off air. John's going to give the number right yep. now. Let's chat. Rick is happy with the phone call. I think he, he goes away he happy. Yeah, I think he is. Let's give him the number, Johnny. He will get happier. one 821 5900 Rick and everyone else, one 821 5900 Short break. Back into it. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM640. And we get right back into it here. Nikki, good evening. How are you? Hi, guys. Um, okay, question. This isn't for me. This is for a friend of mine, and I hope she's listening. But uh, she was given, she was told a couple of weeks ago that the guys that she works for, she works in a sales position, are retiring. She's worked there for 11 years. And they sat down with her and told her it was going to be, um, they were closing down at the end of May. And no talk of severance. They said to her, if you find another job before the end of May and she's free to leave and what one of her one of her coworkers did was to call they called the labor board just to find out if they were within their rights and the labor board said yes there's nothing they can do because they gave them 10 weeks um notice, notice. where they're still working so it's 10 weeks working so i said to her she makes about i don't know the exact amount but i think it's anywhere from um, 50 to 60,000 she right. works um She's, that's her salary, plus she gets 1% commission. But the thing is, is that since she's been working there, on her checks, they write it as though she works on commission. Her checks say commission, So what he, but she doesn't work on commission. So I said to her, you're entitled to something. It can't just be because they retire that sure. you get So, Nikki, let me, let me tell you what she's owed, just because we're running a bit out of time here. Yeah, I know uh, of that. Of course she's owed severance. She could be owed as much as a year's pay, less the, the 10 weeks notice that they gave her. So probably right. a year's pay, less 10 weeks, that still gives her another, I don't know, nine months or nine and a half months pay that she's owed. doesn't really matter what they put on the checks. As long as we know what her income is and we can look at the history over the past two, three years and, and know what she's earning, right. that's what she gets. And I wouldn't yeah. wait till they these guys retire and, and, and move to Florida or wherever they're going to go. Uh, we need to deal with it right now while they're well, still here. So have her give me a call her, as soon as possible. Me, yeah, she said to me, you know what, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I said, you're not ruffling any feathers. They're not giving you anything. So right. like, what have you got? To lose? Okay, guys, um, I'm going to pass it on to her. I hope she's listening. Thanks, I Nikki. I to listen to the show. So thanks so much. Yeah, have her, uh, have her give uh, Leora a call, Nikki. It's, uh, again, one 855 We'll get you in quick here. Cliff, what's going on? you got about a minute. Um, I have a quick question. Hmm? Um, I have both my knees operated on. Um, I worked at a small engine shop. Um, what ended up happening is after I had the operation, um, I was actually off for four, uh, four weeks. I went back to work. Uh, I worked for about maybe um, a month to maybe six weeks. After that, what ended up happening is my doctor pulled me back off of work, and that was actually the knee surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was experiencing a lot of pain within my knees, um, and plus with the, the depression and everything that I was getting with the, the pain. Um, I went so what's your work. question, Cliff? Um, the question is, when I went back to work, um, they basically they replaced me, and they basically kind of fired me. Okay. Um, so I didn't get any. Are you out of a job? I'm not now. Uh, I've been working now. This is 
been built maybe four months ago. Okay. So after getting um, help from my family doctor towards kind of like pain medication and everything like that and help with them, I ended up going back to work at a different place. But the only thing that I ended up getting from the, the company was my uh, basically two days uh, vacation pay. No, obviously, if they owe you more, there could also be human rights damages here. There's a lot to talk about, and we're out of time, but you are owed more, and there's a lot more to this. We need to speak off air and as soon as possible. In closing, that number that Lior just mentioned, one 821 5900 1-855-821-5900. you got a few moments, check out severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you really owed. Back in the weekend, and of course, Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, right here, Talk Radio AM 640.